You're listening to Vet Candy. Hey all, this is Dr. Jill Lopez. You may know me as the founder of Vet Candy, but do you know why I started Vet Candy? Simply put, it's because of people like you. I love that in our profession, there's always somebody new to meet. I'm really passionate about meeting new people and sharing their stories. And I consider myself fortunate to work in a field that is full of the coolest people on the planet. And that's why I created 21 Questions, to share their stories. With 21 Questions, we take a deep dive into interesting stories and topics. We talk with others in a free-formed, wide-open, relaxed conversation to not only have some laughs, but maybe to inspire some people along the way. Are you ready to get started? I am. Let's go. What do pets and music have in common? Well, if you're an animal located in Nashville, then the answer is Dr. Greg Shaw. As a veterinarian, he has a passion for helping both people and pets. Plus, Dr. Shaw performs, teaches, records, and produces music for artists around the globe. In his world, art meets science in the coolest of ways. For this Tuskegee grad, nothing is impossible. Every single day, he's proven that you can be multi-passionate. From writing books, making music, and of course, being a veterinarian, Dr. Greg shows us, yes, you can do it all. I'm delighted to introduce you today to this cool veterinarian, Dr. Greg Shaw. Welcome to the show, Dr. Greg. Thank you so much. I am honored to be here and just glad to be on the podcast with you. Now, this is where I'm supposed to be in life right now. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So you take that, people who won't be on my show. I'm just kidding. You're like in the perfect, for someone who's a musician, you're in the perfect town, right? Nashville, Music City. A lot of music, a lot of things going on, a lot of dreamers. I think this is where the conglomeration of all people coming in together. The whole vibe. Yes. The whole vibe is exactly right. Yeah. So it's definitely... A good place to be. Well, you know, many years ago, actually, my parents moved there. They had the music row, the producer row, you know, because I think it's on 17th Street or something. And um, I always read about the country singers that would try to go, like, knock on the door, trying to be discovered and stuff. Do you do that now? Do you go with your saxophone and knock on the producer's doors? I do not. I do not. I do not. And I think (laughs) a lot of times, you know, you bump into people. Everyone's just Mm -hmm. all there together. And, you know, I think it's a small town or big town. Mm -hmm. You may just meet someone, you know, and that may know someone and make connections and friends in a way. So it's kind of been everything's been been really organic. I've met some amazing people just in the most organic way possible. Do you bring your saxophone around when you're walking? And then if you see someone who's a producer, you start playing it? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. It's actually been pretty cool with social media day and age. People just kind of just inbox you and let you know they got a project going on. Oh, yeah. And they probably search for someone on, on the internet instead of... Yeah, so some people, yeah. you kind of put your tag where you are and people mm-hmm. just kind of send you an inbox and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it kind of works out that way a little bit. You're like, hey, I'm down the street or I'm over here. Mm-hmm. Let's make something happen. <laughs> and it's kind of that way. Now, back in the day, I used to in Memphis... I used to walk around my saxophone and try to gig a little bit everywhere up and down Bill Street. Times have changed with social media and everything, so yeah, it's a little different. This so crazy guy with the saxophone on Bill Street. I've taken that saxophone to other countries. Mm-hmm. I drug it around Thailand for a while. <laughs> I took it to Hawaii. 
Uh-huh. I've taken it to other countries. I'll travel with my sax, not uh-huh. knowing anyone, uh-huh. and just traveling like a saxophone hobo, so to speak. Just oh, knocking so on the door. Cool. Hey, can I sit in with the band? And I'll <laughs> drag the horn in and kind of play and make some really? friends here and there. That's kind of cool. You kind of music brings everyone together. You don't have to know yeah. or anything. You just take your sax and show up, find a jazz club or somewhere uh-huh. and see if you can fit in. And that's been pretty cool. So I still do it, but I do it usually when I travel. It's mm-hmm. just a, a guy in his horn just walking down the tarmac, I guess. So when you have a saxophone, you have it for life. You don't have to get a new one all the time. Yeah, you just upkeep it. And, you know, if you get another one, you may want another for the sound or this mm-hmm. and that. But, no, you get it. If it breaks, you take it to the repair shop and mm-hmm. you're ready to rock and roll. Doesn't it fill up with a lot of drool? I feel like it's, like, full of drool. <laughs> Not as much so as, like, a trumpet or something like that, like a like a brass instrument. The mm-hmm. saxophone, you do clean it after you get done working on it. It could happen. But mostly, mm-hmm. that's your brass instruments, so like trumpets, have that spit valve. Uh-huh. Yeah, they absorb all that spit. The saxophone, you kind of, bl- I guess you say you blow it out as you go. I guess it's not as much okay. as you would with a brass instrument or something like that. So I feel like the saxophone was like really hot during the jazz era. And then it was hot like in the 80s because you listen to 80s music, especially like that sexy music. You always see the saxophone. Are they in style now with the kind of music? You know, it depends. You're kind of like finding where you mix in at. It's not mm-hmm. definitely all the 80s movies had a big saxophone yes. presence <laughs> and all that. And you and I grew up around that time, so everyone wants to play saxophone. Uh-huh. But it's still popular, but not as out there as it should be. But hopefully mm-hmm. with other saxophone players around, you know, we bring the sax back and put it back forefront. Yeah, bands had, we give everybody a sax solo, we mm-hmm. come back, do this. And the movies had a sax player playing. Not as that, so it's mostly kind of more in the background, but I think for live music and stuff, it's still that they're prominent when you go to these jazz or neo-soul mm-hmm. or like that or somewhere that has a live band. I think the horn mm-hmm. presence is still accurate. But yes, saxophone had that big heyday. So around yeah. the 80s, uh, there we go. So saxophone players get back in the forefront again, and they say, instead of more cowbell, someone hollers yeah, out, give me more. Cow- more sax. Yeah, speaking of that, I'm a drummer. I don't know if I'm that good, but I mean, I... I took lessons as a kid and I played like um I wish like my fantasy is to get a set, stick it in the in the basement with headphones on so I don't blow my eardrums out and just pound at it. I mean I just love it. Like you just pound You don't have it. one yet down there? What's going on? No, nah, I need to. Cause uh I, there's other people I live with. <laughs> That's why. But I would love to. Like this is my fantasy. I'm looking on I don't want a brand new one. I want like a used one that I can just, you know, just go crazy. Just tear it up. Do you like okay. those uh the ones that computerized with the pads? Does it give you the same no. feeling? I need I need to like just pound it and it's you know, just hit it like I'm just going crazy, you know? It's just such a good workout, too. Who's your favorite saxophonist? Is there someone, like, that you think is, like, the best? As musicians, I'm a big fan of, uh, of course, your our local hero back home, which is Kirk uh-huh. Whalem. He was the man coming from, you know, his solo on um, I Will Always Love You with Whitney Houston. So he oh. was our hero growing up in Memphis. And, uh-huh. then of course, you have your bigger names like a, Charlie Parker things. But a lot of times, yeah. a lot of inspiration I would take would come from your Dizzy Gillespie's or your, your Jimi Hendrix, especially with the vibe and the tone uh-huh. and stuff. Yeah. Kind of pulling inspiration from other artists and musicians just to kind of combine that feeling yeah. from uh, other, other artists. So, yeah. So it's a, it's a conglomeration of, I guess with Memphis being from mm-hmm. soul music of B.B. Yeah. King, Bobby Blue Bland, but also pulling in some of the soul of Al Green. So this is a yeah. mixture because you try to convey all that in the yeah. horn, not yeah. just the notes, but the feeling behind it. So you try to 
put out in the bottle and show some kind of ode to all the greats when you try to say mimic or just try to give that same soul. So, you know, when you mm-hmm. hear a certain yeah. type of twang sound, you kind of feel what's what's going on. But definitely a big fan of uh, Jimi Hendrix and how he kind mm-hmm. of pressed the envelope with his playing and all of that. All yeah. That stuff. Yeah. Even his the way he would sing, it was not like your classic sing it was like. You never knew where it was going to go. Like it didn't, you know what I mean? His his music. Yeah. I love that. So um, the Grammys the other night, I didn't see anybody one that has a saxophone player in their music. Like Unholy with Sam Smith and Kim Petras. No saxophone. We're trying bring to bring it, it all the way back. Yes. Yeah. Bring it back. Bring it back. Say, <laughs> bring it back. Say, this song needs some sax. You know, got to bring Need it on sax. back. I guess the, yeah. a thing with the different kind of music, especially yeah. with more digital music being mm-hmm. made and things like that. It's kind of like trying to find that niche, trying yeah. to fit in to what's popular and fit a sax in there somewhere. So that's, that's definitely, we'll do hashtag saxophone evolution or. Yeah. Know, bring it back. Bring sax, sax back or something. Bring sax yeah, back. Bring... Hashtag say yes to sax. You know, um, Derek Garrett with uh, Zounds has like the dog and cat music. No one like I've listened to a lot of his dog and cat music that the type that is, is scientifically created to calm either a dog or a cat. The cat music to me is like irritating. I can't work at the same time. I feel like I'm going to fall over and like freak out. But the dog music, you can put sax into the dog music. It's very cool. It's got a Memphis vibe. So I feel like you've got a future in dog music creation. I'm down for it. And, you know, yeah. if we make it to the uh, dog Grammys, uh-huh. you're not going to be there. Yeah, I'll be in the audience. I'll be supporting you. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, because I feel like uh, definitely the cats wouldn't like it because cats are like futuristic music. But then the dogs are like really cool. They got the Memphis vibe. They're calm and calm, you know, calm. I'm sure that there's something there, you know. They like that cool music. So are you ready to play 21 Questions? Sure, bring okay. it on. Let's see what we okay. got. Okay, number one. This better be good. What's the most embarrassing thing that you've ever done? I think one of the most embarrassing things was it's always playing football at Tuskegee. Uh-huh. And you know, we had that uh You played for you played football at Tuskegee? I played football and I was in the band at Tuskegee. At the yeah. same time? Well, I did concert band and football. Uh-huh. At one time, yeah, I was on the football team and was in the marching. I did marching band separately my third uh-huh. year. Oh, my God. And you got into so, vet school. Oh, my God. Uh, so that was third year vet school. And then it was football for two two years. Why you were in vet school? No, no, no. Undergrad. Undergrad football. Golden Tigers, right? Uh-huh. Two years that. Okay. Then third okay. year marching band. Then fourth year working in the vet school. And then... Vet school and just gig and stuff. I would play the little, the little holes. Oh, the football days were over in vet school. <laughs> yes. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Even though I still would like go to the thing because my classmates now they're coaches down there now, so it's a good thing we're we're out there chilling. But yeah, football day was over in vet school. Okay. I don't know how I got it done in undergrad, really. Yeah, and to get into vet school, right? I was crazy back then. Yeah. I would go, and then because you only could take a certain amount of hours. And then most of the time going to the farm in undergrad was mm-hmm. doing football practice. Oh. So I would go get out of practice, get the notes, study all night for my classes, uh-huh. do my farm stuff super early in the morning, go to uh-huh. regular classes. Because you know they give you a cow oh. undergrad in Tuskegee. You got to sign the cow. You got to take care of the cow, do stuff, blah, blah, blah. So I would do that early. It was cool. <laughs> 
go to football practice uh-huh. and then do that all night long. And then I never slept. It was just a constant. Oh my God. Stuff just to do it. And after, after the second year, I kind of was like, okay, then I got bored. And I, not uh-huh. I got bored, but I said, okay, I can't keep this up because I, yeah. I can only take two yeah. hours during the season. Then I would double up at <laughs> 20 something in the second semester. Mm-hmm. And then this became thing. And I said, okay. Then I said, well, I was doing marching band. So I jumped in the marching band. <laughs> third year, uh-huh. And that was that. But between all that, I was doing like concert band and uh-huh. playing a little jazz band and stuff after that. So I tried to keep that balance all through undergrad. But the summer, we would be there for the summer. I was a freshman. Uh-huh. And I was used to fancy food, but I wasn't really used to fancy food. Uh-huh. And I was really cocky back then because I was, you know, I'm not that tall, but all my friends were like super tall. So uh-huh. I had that little chihuahua and the Rottweiler thing going on. So <laughs> we had been there hanging out. This is so embarrassing. And <laughs> I had went, I had skipped the line because students started coming back. Uh-huh. And we came from the field and I walked into the calf and I had these huge guys with me. So, of course, I'm feeling, uh-huh. and I walked past everyone and, and you know, they would put the food labels where they were and mm-hmm. I, I don't know why i didn't read this stuff anyway the woman said and i'll skip everybody in line i said yeah we're in football i want this this and that and, <laughs> and uh, what do you want to eat and the food was quiche oh, okay but for some reason quiche. i said the word wrong like and the quiche, lady said quiche, quiche. Quiche, something something quiche. weird i said because uh-huh. the way it was spelled she says Baby, if you're going to skip the line, at least you need to know what you're asking for or something. <laughs> so you're surrounded by these people and you call it, what's it called? Uh, yeah, it looks weird. Yeah. You need to shut up and just go yeah. back and then, yeah. Uh-huh. That was <laughs> go back to the back of the line. Yeah. I'll have that quickie. I'll have that quickie. <laughs> well, something I said, I said yeah. something just so off the wall that I wouldn't pay attention. Yeah, give me that. She said, what did you say? What? If you're going to skip everybody, you need to know what you're going to eat. <laughs> End of the line. Yeah. You're laughing stock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was like that. Womp, womp, womp. Yeah. Womp, womp, womp. One of those, uh, <laughs> one of those things, one of those weird, weird things. I forgot what I said it was. So it's like. <laughs> they took you down. They took you back down. Okay. I hate to stop you here. I feel so bad, but keep your thoughts and let's go to a commercial break and we'll be right back. We'll be right back with more Vet Candy. Hello, this is Caitlin Palmer. You probably know me as the desk wench. You know, the sweet TikTok receptionist who has to deal with the evil Karen Stevens. Well, if you like that, you are going to love my new podcast, Desk Wench Confessions. On my show, I have funny guests who tell me about their own Karens. Plus, we have contests, giveaways, and skits. Trust me, you are going to love it. Check it out on a podcast platform of your choice on Vet Candy Radio. So the next thing is, uh, what's the most spontaneous thing you've ever done? I think one of the most spontaneous things, I tried to go swimming with the sharks in Hawaii. Oh. <laughs> but I ended up jumping in a submarine. Much better idea. <laughs> no, let me tell you what happened. No, I visited the Caribbean islands and I decided that I really want to live the dream 
Uh-huh. So I went out with the local people from the tribe. Uh-huh. And I went out and started catching fish with them. With your hands? With my hands and stuff. You're just going to be part of nature. Yes. I got yeah. so sick because I had no idea what I was eating or doing. I went down there. It's like, I mean, I mean, it was like everyone had like the garb. We went down to the edge of the career people. I said, yes, I don't want to be here with touristy people. Uh-huh. Take me off. Into the you tribe. Go with the native people. And I went down yeah. to the thing and we were catching fish by the water and doing stuff. And I'm following, I'm saying this and that. I'm like, yeah, I'm like Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. I don't know what I <laughs> ate or what it was. But I wasn't gonna turn anything down. Uh-huh. I was sick for like four days. I have really? no idea what I ate. I don't know uh-huh. why. I, yeah. <laughs> this is that. So that's that's and now you're in the USDA. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I left the tourist the group and left off yeah. with some people in the, a village uh-huh. and went off the side. I'm going to hang out with them. I didn't tell uh-huh. anybody. I uh-huh. just drifted off. All I have is one video of the guys with beating the drums and stuff. That's uh-huh. probably when, if it would have went wrong, that probably been uh-huh. the last video someone saw in me. Oh, yeah. You'd be like a story on, on Netflix. It's like, whatever happened to Dr. Shaw? Here's the last video of him, and they're playing the drums, and you're dancing around with that loincloth on, right? And then, nope, never saw him again. They just found this saxophone on the beach. That's it, on the yeah. beach somewhere. I decided to go off because I wanted the yeah. nature experience. And I think another thing, oh, booking that trip to Thailand after watching Hangover. Yeah, <laughs> I just went there, grabbed a horn, didn't know anyone, nothing, just decided just to wander uh-huh. to the village. Just by yourself? Yeah, I went by myself, yeah. Mm-hmm. Random place I would just go by myself. So usually I try to stay as random as possible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just went off and uh, into the unknown. Mm-hmm. And I tried to listen to how to speak Thai uh-huh. in the uh, phone, <laughs> in the uh, earpiece while I was going uh-huh. there. And then it was just scrub the Caribbean. thing. I think that's the thing because I got in the car with a guy who did speak English. And he rode me around. He had a driver mm-hmm. for the week. Uh-huh. He didn't speak any English. I spoke little Thai. Uh-huh. And we just rolled around together like we were best friends. Oh, really? That sounds like so much fun. Yeah, so yeah. it was random. Could have been murder. Yeah. I had no idea. I had no idea to tell about where I was. I just mm-hmm. kind of just floated in the breeze. That's the way to go, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Just go in there and hang out and maneuver. <laughs> yeah. Find a place in <laughs> And again, um, you know, another thing they found the saxophone on the beach. Last thing they see is you getting into that car. That's the last video from the bank, the surveillance. Never see it. What happened to Dr. Greg? Yeah, yeah. Folks were worried. I said, I'm just going to be fine. I'll be all right. Don't worry about this. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was real random and spontaneous. And looking back, like, what was I thinking? Yeah, that's good. Next question. What is your biggest regret? I used to try to fit into everyone else's idea of stuff. And Uh I wish I wouldn't have done that earlier. I wish I would have just said, do what you're going to do and just live it. Yeah. Beforehand. I used to try Mm -hmm. to be like, oh, Here's this setting. I got to be this way if I want to do this. I got to be this way. I want to do uh-huh. that. I want to do this and do that. But mostly just kind of living in who you are and just going with it early uh-huh. on in life instead of trying to fit into everyone's, why well, should be doing this or doing that or just kind of fitting your thing? Because it was a time where people would always tell you to, you're going to be one or the other mm-hmm. or do this or do that. You can't do both and you do this and that. And that was a friction that I had all throughout. Uh-huh. You know, you can't like, if somebody tell you you're not going to do something, we're going to do it twice. <laughs> so we're just trying to like, no, I want to do this. And then, oh, no, you won't do it. You won't do it. And so uh-huh. just really not letting people's outside opinions write your story. 
Right, right. That's the big thing of it because people try to yeah. tell you what you should be doing, shouldn't be doing. Even in like when I was in, it's like, oh, you shouldn't be gigging. You need to be doing this. Mm-hmm. You need to be But it was like, I wouldn't one without the other, balancing it out. I bet someone told you, if you want to go to vet school, you shouldn't be on the football team, right? You should be working harder, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes, I got that all the time. My advisor uh, was actually the one, oh. I don't know what his name, he was the one in animal science there at Tuskegee. Uh-huh. He heard all the things. And he said, no, we're going to make sure you do what you want to do when you want to do it. And oh, so that's he good. Was to that, and he made it work because he was—he taught most of our animal science classes. Yeah. So he was able to arrange and say, "No, you do this. I'll make sure somebody keep your notes for this. We'll make sure." But ninety percent, everybody else is like, "No, you can't do it all being animal science major because you got to do this. You got to do this." Only I think it's my advisor had the greatest advisor when I first started, and uh-huh. then uh, then I had Corley, but he was able to make it happen. It was all kind of people. Why did you do this? Why did you do this? Da 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 da. I just. Uh-huh. All that stuff that hit, but I also had people telling me, "Oh, you're too short to play football. You'll never make. You'll never play football." Well, how tall are you? Because I thought you were really tall. You look very tall. I'm like five four. So, I'm like I the mean, same that's... height as Kevin Hart. Okay, well, Kevin Hart is saying he's five four. I don't think he's five four. I think a lot of people are saying, you know what I mean. I think he's not five four. Five four is not bad. Like five four, like me, Prince, Kevin Hart, you know, short guys. We have our short guys meetings. <laughs> I don't think it's I don't think it's short. But you know, if you were surrounded by like the Tuskegee football team's very tall. Yeah, yeah. So I, I look shorter hanging. I have very tall friends. Okay. So I guess it kind of throws off a little bit. I mean, most people on the football team are like six foot, right? And like two hundred pounds of muscle. Yeah, they're huge. So you really, really had to be good to be on a team. Something. Or something, yeah. I try to try yeah. to hold my own, like that bond. But yeah, and I never wouldn't give it for the world. The way I did, I wouldn't give it up. Uh-huh. But I think every now and then I would let people get their opinions kind of get over a little bit. Well, what if I'm not doing this? I'm doing this What if I don't get this and that? But I think early on, if I would have just let my inner voice lead. So I've learned the lessons before, but I think mm-hmm. if I've done it early, I would have just kind of did what I wanted to do and just lived in it instead of trying to fit into confines of, of stuff. So I tried to yeah. do that, but you still have your moments where you're like, well, do this and this <laughs> and that, or don't be so busy. And you probably need to sit down somewhere and just be one person. But, you know, just yeah. anything, I'm like, living who you want to be or just living thing and don't let anybody. It was something I used to gig in vet school. I would go off and you have regrets. And I, of course, I wasn't a hundred, like a big thousand uh-huh. grade average, nothing like that, a, a huge student or nothing, but... C- hey, C equals degree. C equals degree, right? Yeah. I would run off and do something we should have been doing this, should have been doing that. So it was just kind of hard kind of balancing. But I think if I would have just been like, hey, this is who I am, so I'm going to do, still going to make it happen. What would your dream day be like if you could go anywhere you wanted, you have an unlimited budget, bring whoever you want, do whatever you want, what would that look like? It would probably be cool to dream budget, dream this, and just mm-hmm. set up and just something simple. Probably be cool, have a nice little restaurant, coffee bar thing down by an ocean. Where would it be? It wouldn't matter. But as long as it's close to the airport, so I can fly to wherever. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So something simple, something easy, off the grid, and just post it up. Maybe find somewhere that has maple trees so I could. Oh, learn tap how to... those maple trees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, something, something simple and easy. Just, you know, lay back life a little bit. It'd be nice, you know, once 
like living that. off the land, having like you know, but like cooking your fish really well before you eat it. <laughs> you know, somewhere yeah. where the creativity can kind of flow, just being somewhere yeah. where the positive vibes and just chilling is usually my happy place. Yeah. But if anywhere it could be somewhere, just kind of just, and I like being around people, making people's mm-hmm. lives better if I can, and just kind of chilling, just being in a cool little happy mm-hmm. bubble. Now, I know you are good at a lot of things, but is there something you wish you were really good at that you're not very good at? Wish I could play the guitar. I have a canjo, which is that string banjo with a can oh. that I have. I didn't know that they were called canjos. That's really what it is. It's the fret part with a string, and it's tied into a can at the bottom as the uh-huh. fret, and you just roll with it. And when I moved to Nashville, I got a guy to put a pickup in it so I can amplify it. I would really like to play the electric guitar like B.B. Uh-huh. King or something. That's probably Oh, wow. But I took, I took guitar lessons growing up. Uh-huh. It just never stuck. So the canjo was the closest I got. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe later on I can sit down and have time to really learn it. But uh, yeah. that's kind of the thing. Now, you play drums and what else? I know you got another one over that's there. That's it. I mean, I just play drums like the drum music's easy because it's like a beat. Right. But I mean, I'm not good. I'm like animal. You know, if we went to your closet, what's the strangest thing we would find in your closet? I have a wizard hat from an Omega oh. Step show I was in. I ended up in this step show. You uh, danced too? Our fraternity. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and my role was to be a wizard. I have a gold wizard hat that I have not worn <laughs> since that step show. Uh-huh. But it's sitting there, uh-huh. hanging out, living its whole life. And uh, <laughs> and you would wonder, why does this dude have a gold spray-painted wizard hat? Yeah. It's there. It was for a step show as a prop years ago. And uh-huh. I just felt like it's, and it's been traveling with me ever since then. Because mm-hmm. when's the next time I'm going to have a wizard hat? And who knows? Maybe I get accepted into Hogwarts. Who knows? Who but knows? That is the hat. That is yeah. that's part of the wizard You're ready. Thing. Yeah. Professor Dumbledore, if you're still with us, he's ready. <laughs> exactly. We have to make talk and I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be ready to go. Yeah. If there was a time machine and you could go anywhere you wanted in the past or the future, where would you go and why? It would probably be cool to kind of skip ahead and finally get those flying cars that Jetsons told us about uh-huh. that we've been waiting for all these years <laughs> that we haven't seen them yet. The Jetsons cartoon said they'll be here by now. Or maybe they're here. Did you hear about those UFOs that people keep shooting down? Maybe we have those flying cars. The driverless plane cars or whatever that Google has that are mapping the area. There's so much stuff going on. And I keep hearing about these UFOs being found. I need to look into it because I don't know whether to be nervous or not. Then you hear about balloons. Like, is it a balloon or is it a UFO? You know? Right, know. what is it? What's going yeah. on? Something's yeah. something's growing up, but yeah, yeah. just kind of see what's happening. But back in the day, I would like to go to those old jazz clubs where they played the big band jazz. Yeah, wouldn't it be cool to go back in time and, and to play with somebody who was just starting out before they got discovered and you could play with them? That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. Those old juke joints or something in the back and just those vibes are always pretty yeah. cool. But but there are places around Nashville that's kind of get that same vibe with making like mm-hmm. Nashville and Memphis so much those kind of places. But just to be there when it was all being Yeah, when it was just starting. Yeah. Next question. What was the last show you binge watched? The last show I binge watched mm-hmm. was probably The Office. Has it been that long or you just did it recently? <laughs> Seen it recently, yeah. I don't know. I rewatched that over again. Uh-huh. But now I'm in the process of watching Peaky Blinders. So Oh, that's totally two different shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. 
I'm trying to do better about sitting down and watching more TV than sitting because I've just always got all these projects and things working on. So uh-huh. reruns, the office have been pretty steady, and I've just started Peaky Blinders. Maybe like uh-huh. so, I could I could see it being bingeable. It is very violent, but it's oh my god, the acting with um, Killian Murphy. Oh my god. Yeah, it's pulling me yeah. in, so I could see me doing that one. But yeah, yeah. And I've seen the office way too many times. So. So who's your favorite character on The Office? Probably Creed, because he's mysterious. No one ever knows what he has going on. <laughs> I don't ever know what he's got going on over there in that corner. What do you say? I have a who's your worm guy? I've got a worm guy. Like what? Who has a worm guy? I have a worm guy. I have a, actually, you know, I was, you know, I told you I was. We're looking at doing maple sugaring stuff now. But I was talking to Walter Brown. He's a vet tech. He's like a board certified emergency vet tech. He is a worm farmer. I thought he's joking because he's a comedian, right? He is a worm farmer. He farms worms. He said that one of the his big side gigs is worm farming. And he even told me, Google worm compost. You will not believe people will pay top dollar for worm compost. So I, I have a worm guy, Walter. My worm guy, Walter Brown. Now you do too. You have a worm guy. I have a worm guy now too. Who knew that? Yeah. I had a worm guy. I didn't know. You had a worm guy. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, next question. This is a good one for you. If you could only hear one song or one artist for the rest of your life, what would it be? Or who would it be? It would probably be Red Hot Chili Peppers. Really? If I had to play one group over and over again, it would be Red Hot Chili Peppers. You get it all. You get all the musicianship, the songwriting, uh-huh. all kind of layers to the song, all the music, all of that. I'm a big Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Okay, hold it right there. Let's take a break and go to our sponsor and we'll come right back and finish this conversation. We'll be right back with more Vet Candy. As a veterinarian, making time for your mental health may seem impossible right now. That's why we've partnered with VetCandy to bring awareness to Zant. With Zant, you can choose from 25 focus areas, from burnout to addiction to everyday struggles, for $0 to access and free first sessions. Thinking there's a catch? No catch. Just actually affordable mental health care. Download Zant in the iOS app store today. What song did they sing about Los Angeles? That the song, it's like that beauty, it's like a homage to Los Angeles. I don't even know what the name of that song is, but I feel like every every area has a song. Like it's it's like the one Tonamera song, but not a Cuba, but of Los Angeles. You mean like Californication? Yeah, that's it. That's it. I think say, yeah. Do they have a saxophone? I do not think they have a saxophone. They don't, but they've got flea on that bass though. The guy Flea playing that funky bass with all the funky bass lines. Uh-huh. So I would, I definitely, yeah. They don't have a sax in the band. They do not. But they've got a lot of good guitar riffs and things like that. And the songwriting is pretty cool. And I'm like, and I like good songwriters and stuff too. People who just kind of tell a story in the song. Oh, you know what song I was thinking of that they sing is Under the Bridge. That's the one I love. He has this love relationship with Los Angeles. Take me to the place I love. Take me all the way. He's talking about going back to his place. Like, I'm from West Virginia, and our song is Country Roads. 
And it's like this song, when you're from that area, you hear the song and it makes you, you know, it does something to you. And I know Guantanamera is such a beautiful song about Cuba. And Jose Martin um, wrote it. He was exiled from Cuba. And it was like his love song to his country. And if you read the lyrics, I have to read them in English. (laughs) My Spanish is awful. Um, It's probably like on par with your tie. But you read it and it's like, it's such a, like a love song to a country. It's so beautiful. That's what I always think of with Red Hot Chili Peppers. So cool. So next question, what is on your bucket list? You know what? I would really, so, you know, I got the comic book that I write. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm developing that character. It would be so cool Mm -hmm. if that character and whole scenario and all that Mm -hmm. bucket list is to make that character worthy of like a Netflix series or something to the big screen. So I really want to develop those characters. So tell us about your comic book. Like, what's the character? Maybe Netflix producers are listening. So it's like this veterinary superhero. It has superhero Uh vibes. And so it initially started out as this veterinarian that could, you know, transcend. And like, if there was a sick dog, he would go in and like treat the Uh dog for whatever was going on. And I would go to the comic cons and stuff with him and things like that. And it really took off. And it was like, but I had to go with, for example, if a dog had heartworms, he would go Mm -hmm. in and he would fight. You know, the worms? fight off parasites. Oh, uh-huh. oh. like that. So that's, that's so cool. the storyline's been going on, like this and that. And so, but now I've decided to kind of bring in some of the more try to expand on the characters using kind of everyday things. So, oh, I did binge watch Skinwalker Ranch not too long ago, oh, and that got me thinking creepy. about. Yeah, it is creepy. <laughs> yeah. So, and I was thinking of what if I take this veterinary with these superpowers, you wake up kind of differently in different areas and you have kind of do what you have to do to kind uh-huh. of uh, expound on things. So, for example, like most everything took place in Fertropolis uh-huh. up till this point. But now I'm like <laughs> where, for example, this little kid brings home this rabbit, but doesn't realize the rabbit is a skinwalker. So it's a whole <gasps> thing. Oh my God, that's so cool. Is it for kids or is it more like um, for adults? Okay. So I want to make it like kids own up and make it friendly and fun. So if you could have any celebrity voice the main actor, who would it be? Someone voice, you just know who it is when he comes in the room. Kevin Hart. <laughs> you're right, you're right. Kevin Hart, Snoop Dogg, or uh, if you can get Kevin Hart, yeah, Kevin Hart. <laughs> that'll, that'll, that'll do it, that'll do it. Yeah. Or, you know, I love Chris Rock where he talks over the everybody hates Chris. <laughs> his is funny. And yeah. Eddie Murphy, when he plays his parts and he on everything, you know it's his voice. I think it's more like girls. Like, I can hear Miley Cyrus, and, you know, you can hear her voice. If there's a million people talking, I can hear her voice. She's got that smoker's voice. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the way to describe it. That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So now, where if someone wanted to get this book, is it sold on Amazon? What's the name of it? So most of the books are available. So I've got the one... Uh, about the rescue Mars, about the little dog lost in space, but they're all uh-huh. on Amazon. Okay, they're on other sites around the world, but I put them on Amazon to make it uh-huh. easier. Okay, because uh, the first one started out distribution went everywhere, but then with today's age, I try to be kind of more streamlined. I made things available more on like the Amazon Kindle and things like that. People can get hard copies and stuff if ordered, and it's also available on my website. Like that, but mostly easy because everybody, everyone's on Amazon. So uh-huh. I plan on just putting them mostly out there on Amazon when I get finished with them. Just like um, my saxophone fingerman chart will be out in the next few days on Amazon. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have that out there. Just kind of make it easy for my students to kind of know where the fingering goes uh-huh. for the saxophone. So you are hustling. You got books going. You're you're teaching music class. You're working for the USDA, and you're working as a vet on the side. Oh my gosh! I see. Um, Rescue Mars. I just got it on Kindle. <clears throat> it's not printable. I can get it printed. Uh, that was one of my first books back in the day, but I uh-huh. can definitely have it printed out like that so back in the day that was a book i used to take that and the pet bob i used to take those to the kids uh-huh. and i would so the rescue mars book is basically about this little rescue dog that goes up to space with his father to visit uh-huh. stuff his, his owner they go up there but the uh-huh. dog gets lost uh-huh. and he gets lost on mars and figure out that the aliens are really ticks uh-huh. oh and brings them back home to to the world. So it was a cute uh-huh. little nursery rhyme type of book that I wrote and I would pass those out when I would go to the schools when I was in years ago and then just to kind of commemorate it, I just put it online. But uh-huh. I can always get books and stuff reprinted and stuff like that. But yeah, Rescue Mars is about a little dog that got lost in space and he was attacked and then uh-huh. it kind of made it mysterious and so when they checked him out, he came back in from being off in space saw the tick and they was like oh we have a tick whatever but the aliens told them we'll be with you always so it's kind of putting subliminal that ticks are from another world or something Uh and i just put it there as that was the trick a little cute little thing and i taught about it was teaching about ticks in a fun way but they are gross and they're like alien like yes and so the names of the ticks were actually the scientific name of ticks oh so i used a scientific name Uh in the book to teach about ticks. <laughs> well, that's like the only way I'll even know what they are because like, I remember like deer tick American am- amlobia or something, amlobida. Yeah, I forgot which ticks <laughs> I took. Uh, I chose those names to kind of kind of put it in there and then hold it there. And now I do, I wanted to plan on one day, I want to plan on making that like a little cartoon, quick little animation cartoon. Uh, oh, that'd be but cute. I hadn't got around to it. Yeah, just some yeah. little things to teach at the same time. Like the last comic book, for example, uh, he went in to break up the wedding of Lady Di. The Di for Larry Imitus, uh-huh. she's the bride, and she was married to Wabakia. <laughs> but he was, whoa, and so that's the wedding. Oh, my God. Uh, so I put characters, I put characters to uh-huh. the, the meshing of the heartworm and the Wabakia uh-huh. bacteria. Oh, God. I've always wondered how to say that word. <laughs> I like you. I would have said quickie, too, instead of quiche. Wabakia. I thought it was Wabachia. 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 Either way, Wabachia. yeah, one of the two. We're going to, yeah. So, yeah. so we stuck those in there and uh, kind of made that as a breakup. But uh-huh. in transcending, you're learning that those, there's a symbiotic relationship between those two. It's trying to break those up. Well, I got every book you have. Buy with one click. Yeah. <laughs> one click. I'll definitely I- see a hard copy of the recent comic book so you'll have it. But Ooh. definitely I'm interested on in what you think about this one because I'm trying to. Oh, I'm an expert at, well, not me, but my kids. I I don't like graphic novels, but my kids love them. They love them. Yeah, it's, it's light yeah. and fluffy. I try to make it for the kids on up, but this yeah. one here, and I'm trying to extend it more so uh, uh-huh. kind of the quantum leap vibe where oh, the superhero yeah. wakes up in a different world each time versus trying to find a disease and bring it in. I'm like, we'll uh-huh. wake up and we're here today. And yeah. I want to combine some of those topics. So <laughs> the skinwalkers, I've got a uh-huh. rabbit. You find us a skinwalker. Here we go. And yeah. now we're going to figure out what we're going to do with it. And here oh, we're God. trying to tackle that. So that's the new one I'm working on now. Mm-hmm. I, I, I did binge watch Skinwalker Ranch. So now I'm on that uh-huh. vibe. On, what if you do take a pet and you find yeah. out 
that the that the rabbit leaves every night is a skinwalker. It's a skinwalker. It's running loose. <laughs> and you're trying to, <laughs> you know, I love my puppy. What am I supposed to do yeah. with this thing? I yeah. love my rabbit, but it's really yeah. running loose. It's not and a rabbit. It's a skinwalker. It's not a rabbit. Uh-huh, <laughs> you don't know. You know? <laughs> so, so yeah. I'm hipping with the artist now because I want a sad picture of a little child holding a rabbit saying, uh-huh. Mommy, can we have him? Oh, yeah. Mommy, can we have them? Yeah. <laughs> it's a skinwalker. When the truth is, the rabbit's just a pooping machine. They're the worst pets to have. They just poop constantly. If you need poop, like if you were a poop rabbit poop farmer, you're in luck. You're in luck. So next question. What is your go-to karaoke song? Luke Combs, Beer Never Broke My Heart. Oh. Can you sing? No, I sound horrible. Okay. I probably sound worse than yeah. I don't. I don't know about that. I could probably sing that old old blues back in the day when everybody just kind of uh-huh. just moaned and waned. Oh but, yeah, uh, I can't. Yeah, yeah but not a sing. <laughs> I think I think that Luke Combs song would probably do it. And um, I'm a cowboy on a steel horse I ride. I think if I did carry, I love that bon- John Bon Jovi. Yeah. Uh huh. You know, I feel like they might have a sax in some of their songs, right? I think back in the day they had sax players. Yeah. Yeah. You know. They get the sax. They got it. <laughs> they got it. They got it. Yeah. They got to do the sax evolution back in there. You know, one guy who's working on uh, bringing saxophone back is uh, Sax Squatch. It's this guy dressed up in a Sasquatch <laughs> costume that plays a saxophone out in the woods. Have you seen him? No. No. Type of Sax Squatch. I'm going S-A-X to. Squatch. Uh-huh. And this guy dresses up as Sasquatch and just plays in the I woods. Yeah. Oh. He's working real hard to bring Sax back. So kudos to Sax Squatch. Wow. That's cool. I'm following him now on Instagram. So next question, who is your celebrity crush? Growing up, I had two. It was Wendy from Wonder Years, and it was uh, JJ's sister, Thelma, from Good Times. She was such a goody two-shoes, though. You know, she's always getting JJ in trouble and stuff. She was too strict. There was, speaking of older shows, What's Happening with the sister on there, D. Danielle Spencer went to Tuskegee. She was an actress turned veterinarian. Did you know yeah, that? I heard that. I heard that. Yeah. I heard about that. She was in a class above me. She was so beautiful. She was, like, so beautiful. One time I had to go to her her place to pick up something. It was, like, um in the morning. And here she comes, Alabama, right? We're in Alabama, middle of nowhere. She comes in a beautiful white robe. No makeup on. Her hair is like perfect. Looks like she was just like in a shoot to be a person who's waking up like a Disney princess. And she didn't have any makeup on. And she just looked so she was just like one of the most beautiful people you've ever seen in your life. Where does she go back to to practice? Every so often she comes up. I saw her once in a movie like there was a movie once and there was like a veterinarian on it. And it was her. It was like a like a real quick her. But I'm not sure what she's doing now. Once you've done, you know, a show, I don't know. But I do know she's practicing, probably in California, I'm sure. She was so pretty and she was so talented. I loved that show when I was a kid. There's only a few stars I've ever seen and got to know. And like, I feel like I know a star, you know, I know a star, Danielle Spencer. So next question, you're almost done. What is your biggest guilty pleasure? Guilty pleasure when it's been a rough day, I will go grab a big tub of ice cream. So Ooh. I guess my guilty pleasure would be anything having to do with probably ice cream. Maybe uh-huh. Bluebell, maybe Ben and Jerry's. It doesn't really matter. What flavor, though? What flavor? 
you know what? It really doesn't even matter. Really? They'll just say, usually Rocky Road or Cookies and uh-huh. Cream, but usually one day if I can sit with a tub of ice cream and watch cartoons, uh-huh. I'm good. Yeah, that's mm. pretty much all I need. Just cut on cut on cartoons or a Disney movie and a tub of ice cream. And I won't good. bother anyone. Yeah, I just... <laughs> is he in there? Yes, he is. I don't know. Okay, all right, yeah. there he is. <laughs> and your last question is, if you were a superhero, what would be your superpower? Let's go with time travel. Let's do that. Let's time travel. That. That'll, that'll be my final answer. Okay. Your, is that your final answer? <laughs> be my final answer. <laughs> beep, 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 you won. <laughs> well, th- that was fun. Yeah, time travel would be great. When you go back in time, you can't change anything because you could, you know, do some damage. But, um, yeah, but you could go in the future. I wonder what happens if you go in the future and you change things. It doesn't matter, right? Because time's going forward. Yeah. Just yeah. As, your, as long as you're bumming to yourself, I guess. So now if um, if somebody, like our audience, wanted to get to know you better, like how can they find out more? Like how can they follow you? How can they take your classes? Websites, drgregshaw.com, mm-hmm. blog. Buy your book. Exactly. Barkearly.com uh, uh-huh. has the link links to my coffee line. You have coffee too? Yeah, I have coffee too. So when I travel, I become cool with the roasters and I have uh-huh. my own coffee line uh, under Bark uh-huh. Early, like the vet. I'm uh-huh. going to see your care package. Yeah, I'm going to see your care I package. I need that. I don't drink coffee, but I can smell it. <laughs> so I've got some. So BarkEarly.com has a lot uh-huh. of the links to merch, the coffee, of course. What don't you have? <laughs> what don't you do? And what don't you have? I think it'd be a shorter list, right? I think that's it. I think I don't have anything else. I think that's okay. that's it. That's it. That's it. Then the socials. That's about it, though. But it most yeah. everything is all listed on those two. And then um, I try to fit it all in and squeeze all the day. So listeners, if you're looking for coffee, books, comics, <laughs> music classes, <laughs> you got it all with Dr. Greg. Okay, okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just getting a note. We have to go to commercial break. So you guys keep listening and we'll be right back. We'll be right back with more Vet Candy. Vet Candy Life is a talk show hosted by well-being gurus, Dr. Quincy Hawley and Renee Michelle. Each episode features expert tips, lifestyle advice, and real-life experiences from the most interesting people in the world. Check it out on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. Thanks for being on my show today, Dr. Greg. And next week we have... Dr. Marlena Lopez, who will look very boring compared to you. <laughs> she doesn't make, she doesn't write books. She doesn't have a coffee line and she's not an artist, but who knows? Maybe somebody will listen to her show. So thanks for being on the show today. I'm looking forward to hearing you guys or you guys hearing us next week on Vet Candy. Bye. Vet Candy. Vet Candy. Vet Candy. It's Vet Candy Radio.